Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast. Welcome to the podcast. Ooh, that was that was an interesting show. How good was George, our 30 Minutes of Fame recipient, the first so one? So good. You'll hear that in just a moment, Hobart, if you're listening to our podcast. We are also going to be catching up with Minister for Infrastructure and Transport, Michael Ferguson, to talk about the River Derwent Ferry proposal that they've got going on. An interesting chat with him. Some information that you will need in your ear holes. Plus, more ear holes chat tubes. Stephanie <laughs> Trithui, the Tasmanian Australian of the Year, joined us live for a chat of what she does and why she was picked as the Tasmanian Australian of the Year. A very inspirational woman. Here's what you missed. We're live on the listener app right across Tassie and on FM 107.3 in Hobart. It's Triple M Breakfast for IGA, where the locals matter. Producer Rhea in with Tubes. Good morning. Happy Tubes Day. It is Tubes Day. Good morning, Tasmania. Good morning, Hobart. Well, actually... It's not a good morning, and it hasn't been a good morning. I've been lying to you, Hobart. What's wrong? Well, it hasn't been a good morning. Oh, you can hear the croak in my voice. It hasn't been a good morning for around three weeks because I've been forgetting to tell you something, Hobart. You've been holding back. I've been holding back. What's happening? The bloody wattle bird has oh, been back cute. at my house. I was my, and actually, not even at my house, at my neighbour's house. I was thinking the other day we hadn't heard about this for a while. Well, I've been in denial, haven't I? This... Absolute. Can I say prick? You just did. I did. It, it's it's back, and I don't know where it went. It, I feel like it was gone for seven weeks, and and like life was good, <laughs> and now for the last three, this stupid, annoying. This. It's and you know what? I'm starting to think that it might not even be that same one. Because that's an old... I'm going to have to try and record That's from it. August. I actually... I know. And I reckon that would have been the last time I heard it. But this absolute jerk bird uh-huh. is back. And it sounds a little different to that. Okay. I think it's been on holiday. Oh, stop. It's coming out... That's pretty it's aggressive. About 3.30. 3.30 in the morning. Now, my alarm goes off an hour after that. So, I am in proper deep sleep at 3.30. Yeah. I am properly deep sleep. Last night, 3.30. Or this morning. This mo- I don't know. Was it last night? Was it this morning? Who knows when it was. <laughs> so, where's it, it been? So, it's... I don't know. I think it's been on holiday doing something. <laughs> or I don't know what it's... I don't know what it's been doing. But it's back in my neighbour's... In my neighbour's tree next door, and I got up this morning, literally walking to work, and I was going to record it as I walked past the tree, which now has leaves in it, so I can't see <laughs> the bird. Right, so things have changed. I can't see the bird. I know it's there. As I walk past, it shuts up. Oh, and I'm like, so I stood there. I stood there for maybe four minutes, waiting for it again to say to Hobart, "Hey, this." mongrel's back and it shut up oh, no. and then I'm like okay and I'm, you I'm was gonna, being recorded didn't I'm, consent I'm gonna I'm gonna be late for work I better go as soon as I crossed the road it, it started again <sighs> I need some I need it I bloody just, wattle bird I does need, it not bother your neighbours 
I don't know, maybe we call my neighbour Andy and talk to him because I'm sure it's annoying him. It's right out the front of his bedroom. And basically. surely you're not the only person in Hobart that this is happening with. There's more than one wattle bird in Hobart. Is, do you have an annoying wattle bird name, Hobart? Give us a call, one triple three five three. I just want to know where it went. Like, can I go where it went? <laughs> you go on holiday. While it's not, yeah, while it's in call. the tree, I need to be, anyway. Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom joins us live. Good morning, Tessa. Good morning. What's making news? So I just wanted to start and mention that there is still a watch and act for Dolphin Sands this morning, that East Coast bushfire. It came under control and the wind kind of pushed it out of control a couple of times yesterday. So just keeping an eye on the Taz Alerts website there. But in some other news, which is not so great, uh, Hobart has still remained the least affordable city in the country, in line with Sydney, and that's part of the Rental Affordability Index. So that looks at rent and income. Yes. So I was going to ask, least mm-hmm. affordable in relation to our income. Yes. Yes. So, okay, are we still affordable in comparison to rental rates? That's that's different, right? Without worrying Without about in, wages. In, yeah. Because if so, our wages were better, we'd be fine. <laughs> so, like... On the last prop track, I think mm-hmm. we were about fourth in the country for how expensive our rentals were. Okay. I guess for comparison, if we compare ourselves to Melbourne, our rent is 4% lower than mm-hmm. Melbourne, but our household income on average is 21% lower. Oof. And that's what's making us the least affordable because there's just that massive gap between the price that we're paying and the, price, and the amount of money that we're making mm. on average. So herein lies the problem. Yeah, it used to be that used to be why people would move to Tassie because it's a little bit cheaper and you know the the housing is a little bit better, cost of living's a bit better. Mm. But you'd, you'd sacrifice the wages. That's a seventeen percent discrepancy. You know, mm-hmm. like if it, pay us more, pay us everyone, more. pay everyone more. Well, because people in Sydney are paid more. Twenty-one percent. Insane. Is someone doing the same job? Like I know that's an household income average, mm-hmm. but someone doing the same job in the same country should be paid the same rate. Agreed, especially Re- when it's our, our housing issues are clearly up there. Yeah, and it's not like rent is cheap. No. Our you rent is, is still... You know what is cheap? Talk. Talk <laughs> is cheap. See some action. What's good news, Tessa? Uh, so, Kevin Sheehan, who is one of the AFL draft gurus, reckons next week will be the best AFL draft Tasmania's ever had. He reckons that we're going to see four Tasmanian picks in the top 27 draft picks, that's, which could be incredible. That's amazing. And I think it was a few years ago that I was commentating some Tasmanian Devils under-18s, mm-hmm. and there was chat around the coaches uh, that this year, so they must have been under 16s okay. at the time, so that group that's going through the draft right now is the best group of footballers oh. that he, this this coach, I won't put this coach in, but his name's Matthew Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he, he, was saying, he was saying about two years ago, maybe even three, that this group mm-hmm. is the best group of footballers he's seen come through the program wow. in 20 years. So I think given that we've got the draft next week mm-hmm. and they do it over two nights, I think we'll see maybe two, possibly three in the top 20. And then we might may see, as as Shifter Sheehan said, 
up to seven guys go on to AFL list next year, which is amazing, but it's also a shame that they have to leave to be able to play AFL. Yeah. But hopefully that's changing real soon. Tessa Randello <laughs> from the Triple M Newsroom. Always good to chat to you. Thank you. This is Triple M Breakfast. Producer Raya in with Tubes. And Tubes, did you see there's been a little bit of an uptake in COVID cases in recent weeks? Yeah, I, I've noticed more of my friends and acquaintances starting to come down with it again. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just a... It's doing the rounds again, the old COVID-19. Yeah, so the Acting Director of Public Health, Dr Scott McCowan, uh, sent out a media release on Friday and he's encouraging Tasmanians to stay up to date with their COVID-19 vaccinations if it's been longer than six months since you had your booster to I, get, get another booster. I literally had this conversation with my in-laws yesterday. Yeah. Said, when was your last booster? You need to go and check that. Vulnerable Tasmanians yeah. need to go and check. And it's pretty easy to check. I think you can go back to your GP or your chemist where you got the COVID-19 booster. To see when it was. To see when it was. Or you can check your Medicare um, app. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on your MyGov. Yep, mygov.my.gov.au. Yeah. If you can remember your password to get in there, that's where I struggle a little bit. But it is a little scary that it's coming back around and it's still... It's still uh, a dangerous disease. Yes. So Dr. McCowan says that there will be peaks and troughs over time with stuff like COVID. So we shouldn't be too concerned, but we should be cautious, really. So everyone aged 65 years and older is recommended to have a 2023 COVID-19 booster. And those aged 18 to 64 years should consider a booster as well. Absolutely. Keep up to date with all of that stuff. It's Triple M Breakfast. The Tasmanian government has released a draft River Derwent Ferry Service Master Plan looking at six potential new sites to expand Hobart's ferry network, which has now been released for public consultation. These sites include Lindisfarne, Howrah, Wilkinson's Point, Sandy Bay, Regatta Point and Kingston Beach to combat congestion on our roads. For all the details, we have the Minister for Infrastructure and Transport, Michael Ferguson. Good morning, Minister. Good morning, Tubes. Good morning, Ria, and good morning, Hobart. Always good to chat. How yeah. were these six locations chosen as potential sites for our network? Well, we wanted to come up with uh, sites that had good catchments close to residential areas, particularly with um, access to water. We looked, uh, the department looked closely at things like water depth and opportunity for uh, the creation of new birthing facilities. There were quite a few criteria that were applied. We started with a list of 33 sites right up and down uh, the river and the waterways and uh, we wanted to shortlist it so that we can come up with a network to allow us to take the existing very, very successful Derwent River ferry to a broader number of sites and really connect up Hobart. So how many ferries will this network have? Well, we'd like to see more. Uh, we're waiting to hear... Uh, from the public. I don't want to make any more decisions until the public have had their chance to have a good look at the draft strategy. It's online. Um, I wonder if we can give the web address in a little while. And when the public have had their say, we'll then move to make further decisions. Uh, Lindisfarne and Howrah Point looking very hot candidates at the moment, but we want to include all of those other sites. And ultimately, this would be a, a much broader network that will allow interconnections uh, in, even in between the peak periods. Um, but, you know, we'd be looking at certainly, uh, you know, more ferries would be needed to, to service six sites across the city, particularly during those peak periods. Keeping the consultation period in mind, what's the mm. timeline for getting more ferries on the water, Minister? 
as soon as we possibly can. That's the answer. Um, just like I did with the Doon River ferry service between Bell Reef and Hobart. That's been running now for just over two years. Uh, we ran it first as a, as a trial. We actually got that up and running within about a year of the initial um, decision point. And so I would see something similar here. The only difference, though, is that if we go to new locations that don't have infrastructure, naturally, we'll have to build new berthing infrastructure. So that will be part of our plans going forward. How do you know that the other Derwent ferries have succeeded in bringing down congestion? Ah, oh, well, because we've actually run surveys with the commuters, um, notably RIA, in those two years, the Bell Reeve to Hobart ferry, which we then expanded to Saturdays, uh, that's actually carried 270,000 people in that time during the weekday periods, noting that it only runs during the peaks when the network is the busiest and the most congested. It's carried more than 500 people per, per, uh, per day. And uh, our survey showed that those people who told us that they would otherwise have been in a car on the Tasman Bridge. So you've got six sites, Minister, that are going out for public consultation. Mm. What's the capacity to expand that network? Beyond the six? Yes. What a question. So we have actually narrowed it down because we want to provide a service and the best way to have a viable service is to take it to residential uh, locations where the population will be able to support it and therefore we are we you know we would want to have a service that's successful beyond the six look that would be beyond this current strategic uh, master plan that we have designed so i think that that will be something that if people want to add their comments and say look you know you haven't thought of us over here in this location we would welcome those comments from your listeners the website uh, at state growth is engage dot stategrowth.tas.gov.au Let's do that again. Engage.stategrowth.tas.gov.au That's right. Minister, thank you so much. I encourage all Tasmanians to head along and get involved with engage.stategrowth.tas.gov.au Have a look at the master plan. It's there for you. Michael Ferguson, thanks so much for joining us on Triple M. Always a pleasure. Have a great day. Triple M's 30 Minutes of Fame for White Sage Skin and Wellness. Holistic Skin Clinic providing experiences and real results. And the Tasman, a luxury collection hotel, Hobart. It is your time to shine with Triple M's 30 Minutes of Fame. All you got to do is head along to triplem.com.au, upload a 90-second video of yourself showcasing your talent, and the most impressive entries will join us here on Triple M Breakfast. Our first 30 Minutes of Famer is George Clark. Morning, George. Morning, Chief. It's great to have your company. Tell all the people out there who you are. My name's George Clark. Um, I'm 22, and I live here in Hobart, and, and I'm an ambassador for HeartKids. You've been on the show here on Triple M. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, though, George. What do you love to do? Yeah, I love sitting down and watching the footy. I've only actually getting into the basketball this year. It's the first time I've watched all the Jack Jumpers games, and um, I've been getting into the over the basketball over in America as well, and watching Boston a bit. So I'm I'm getting a bit of a soft spot for them at the moment. Boston yeah. Celtics, they're yeah. your team. Yeah, oh, I've been watching them. Well, since brilliant. Started, so yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good, George. Will you stick around? We've got 30 minutes of fame happening here on Triple M Breakfast. We've got George Clark in the studio for your 30 minutes of fame, George. George, this is where it's all about you. Tell us what you're all about. For me, my spare time when I'm not at work is pretty much just all around volunteering, really. 
Um, obviously, I've been on here for Heart Kids and I'd love to get into the sport, so I, I like to combine the two, which is why we do the games, obviously. Um, if I'm not in Hobart, I'm either up north with my family or on the west coast, and um, I'm planning a couple of trips interstate, especially one next week, and overseas, so I love to get around and travel a little bit or two. So what's happening next week, George? I'm going over for, to Melbourne for Robbie Williams. Oh! Um, I'm a bit of a Robbie fan. This will be the fourth time I've seen him, so <laughs> mum's a bit mad that she's not coming this time. But Four times to see Robbie. Yeah. How close have you got to him? I was barricaded at the last one. The heavy entertainment show, we were barricaded. So that means right, right up, up the front. I was the front row, and I was like, and then we went when we saw Harry Styles. I was literally like two rows back from that, so we don't mess around. <laughs> big fans, big fans here, George. So what do you love about Robbie Williams? Oh, just the way he goes about it. Um, obviously, growing up, my mum is Robbie Mad. Like most of her tattoos are Robbie Williams, and so I knew a bit about his backstory and obviously how he's had his troubles and all that sort of stuff. Um, so we've basically just gone with mum and dad to the concerts and. I actually watched the documentary on Netflix, which was a bit gives you a bit more of an insight, and it gives you a newfound respect for him. I like the way that he just he's himself on stage. He doesn't care who's listening. He just goes about it his own way. No, he's an absolute entertainer, isn't he? Oh, he's amazing. Now you bring up the tattoos about your mum, but you've got a few there too. Tell me about those, George. The one you can see in my full sleeve is an animal, and each animal actually represents a pet that we had in our childhood. Um, so the colour of the eyes um, represent them as well. So I've got a lion with blue eyes for my uh, Russian blue, and then I've got a ginger cat that's a tiger with his eyes, a wolf for my puppy, and a big lion on the top for our older cat that we had. So that was my first full sleeve. And what about on the left-hand side? You've got a l- couple of little tattoos there. Obviously one of those is for heart kits. Yeah, so I've got uh, an ECG for uh, obviously my heart condition. That was my first tattoo when I was 18. I call it my me sleeve. Um, so I've got the Royal Children's Hospital logo. I've had all my surgeries there. Um, the red and blue heart for heart kids and E for my dog Edward and my star sign a fire one as well when I joined up with the fire brigade and I've got my um Heart Warrior, which is like a Spartan with a heart on his shield. Gee, you've got packed so much into a little life. We're going to have to take a break, but the good thing is, George, that you've got your 30 minutes of fame thanks to Triple M's 30 minutes of fame. Head to triplem.com.au. You can enter still. Just upload a 90-second video of telling us why you want to share 30 minutes of fame, just like George here. It's Triple M Breakfast. George. I'm going to ask you a pretty hard-hitting question here. There's a lot of debate around the stadium at Macquarie Point, an AFL team, that it has to happen. What are your thoughts on it? I'm for it. I won't change teams. I'm a, I'm a Bulldog supporter and I have been for many, many years. I'm for the team. I'm for the stadium. I'll buy a membership for the first couple of years. I think that probably the stadium probably could have gone a different way, but um, I can't wait to see it all go it, up and about. Did you see that the members of the Legislative Council last week, they voted to approve the project of state significance legislation are you happy that the stadium's gone down that path i'm happy it's gone down that path i'm happy that there's a proper plan and it's just not word on the street that's just going to be like okay here's what we're doing now do it i'm happy that there's actually a constructive plan that we're going to follow to make sure that it's done properly and then make sure it's done right george you've been involved with our hospital system and our hospital services since your birth really yeah What do you say to people who are saying that the money in the stadium should have been spent on those hospital systems? See, this is where I'm torn because I agree with those as well. Everyone that I know that has issues like myself, we have to go to Melbourne because the facilities aren't available here in Tasmania, especially for children. So that's why we all go to the Royal Children's. Yeah, I I agree. I do think that it probably could have gone half and half. There's so many ways that it could have gone that 
like we just kind of debate at home about it maybe put a little bit more a little less money into it and maybe just do up Blunston Arena or do up Utah Stadium or let the team play at one of those for a little bit to build up the revenue then build the stadium and put the money into the health system that we already have now like there's so many ways that could have gone about it I just hope that everyone can be happy in the end and it all works out for everybody what I find quite interesting is that you are going to not dump the Western Bulldogs. No, no, no. I, I, I love the doggies. I've seen them win the premiership. I saw them get nailed by Melbourne, and I've been through them through wooden spoons and ups and downs. Um, you know, I, I love the boys and Bonte as well. Like he just—he's such a passionate player, and he always his heart. He's on his sleeve every week. He's the one that turns up consistently, and you can't turn that down. He's not going to be around forever, though. Nah. You can, there's some Tassie boys that might be playing for Heart Kids that can come up and play a few games for the map, maybe. Well, funnily enough, is that. I'm, I'm very wide open with my AFL choices. Like, North Melbourne has a heart kid that plays in Jaden Stevenson. So whenever North Melbourne come down here, I'm always at the games in North Melbourne gear. But if the Bulldogs ever come down, it's... Doggies. Other, other way. <laughs> <laughs> well, George, thanks for being here. Oh, this is classic from our 30 minutes of fame. Comes into the studio. Phone's going berserk here. People ringing up and asking about George's 30 minutes of fame. It's great to have you here, George. Have you had fun? I have had fun. It's been good. Been good coming in and just having fun and um, just having a chat about random stuff. Because normally you do come in and you're talking about your causes, of course. Obviously, it's good to have the agenda with the game um, and with Heart Kids and to raise the awareness. But, you know, I actually do see myself hopefully working in media one day. So coming in and doing these interviews is more like work experience for me and I love it. Oh, sensational stuff, George. George Clark, of course, has been our recipient of the 30 Minutes of Fame. You can get your opportunity by heading to triplem.com.au, uploading a 90-second video of yourself showcasing your talents, and you could be joining me here on Triple M Breakfast. Thanks for your time, George. Thanks, Chibs. And don't forget, one lucky star will win an exclusive VIP experience thanks to the Tasman Hotel, the Tasman, a luxury collection hotel in Hobart, and, of course, the White Sage Skin Wellness Package, holistic skin clinic providing experiences and real results. Thanks so much for coming in, George. You can be just like George just by entering our 30 Minutes of Fame competition. Go to triplem.com.au, upload a 90-second video of yourself showcasing your talents. They don't even need to be good talents. You can just be an interesting person. Honestly, just head along there, triplem.com.au, upload a video, just tell us who you are. Yeah, Simple as that. If absolutely. you want to come on the radio and showcase yourself or a cause that you're interested in, yeah. it's absolutely easy. Head along to triplem.com.au, upload the video. It's easy, simple, and you could win that great prize thanks to the Tasman, the luxury hotel collection, a uh, collection hotel in Hobart. And White Sage Skin and Wellness, holistic skin clinic providing experiences and real results. It's Triple M Breakfast. The 2024 Australian of the Year Awards for Tasmania were announced in Hobart on Friday. Yesterday we heard from the Young Australian of the Year for Tasmania, Nayara from London Live. And this morning we're joined by the Tasmanian Australian of the Year. Her name is Steph Trithui. She is the Rural Women's Advocate and founder of Motherland. Good morning and congratulations, Steph. Good morning. Thank you so much. How did it feel first up to be named the Tasmanian Australian of the Year? Well, I joked on stage that usually I can talk underwater, but I, I didn't really know what to say probably for a few seconds. It was, yeah, I was not expecting it, a huge honour. So tell us what Motherland is all about. Yeah, so Motherland's a national charity and, and we support rural mums across Australia and really our mission is about reducing so, so, social isolation because so many women on the land 
uh, new mums in particular, but women with children of all ages are really lacking support, lo- lacking connection. And so, yeah, Motherland started as a podcast on my kitchen table. We've just hit over 750,000 downloads. And, you know, we share real and raw stories of rural mums every week, just like cracking stories every week from women all over the country. Um, and then after I had my second baby, Evie, in the pandemic, I had two under two, which was interesting to say the least. Oh and uh, <laughs> yeah, um, great decision. No, it was, but look, it was <laughs> tough. Um, I then created Motherland Village, which was which is Australia's first online rural mothers group program. And to date, we've supported over 200 rural mums, connected them to their own support group through our six-week program. And yeah, we've got events happening. I've written a book. It's It's been a big few years. <laughs> yeah, a massive few years for you, Steph. Tell us about where you are right now. Right now, I'm sitting in my house at Dunorland on our farm near Deloraine, watching my little boy play with his uh, ear tag, his cattle, cattle ear tags on the floor next to me. <laughs> and, and what was it about that environment that made you start up Motherland? Well, I grew up in the city, actually, and long story short, I fell in love with a farmer, and literally the only preparation I did was watch Farmer Wants a Wife, <laughs> and it is not remotely helpful. I'll give you the hot tip. And so we uh, we moved out here in July 2019, and overnight, I just lost my village. Our little boy was six months old at the time, and I'd gone from, from Melbourne, where I had a mother's group. I had friends, family, connections, support services. And to me, this was the middle of nowhere, which is hilarious because now I I don't feel so isolated. But it was really, really tough, that transition. And farming is such a relentless job. I don't think people understand that it is, you know, you don't get maternity leave. You don't get paternity leave. You know, my husband was back at work 24 hours after I gave birth to our little girl. Like, it's relentless gig. And motherhood and parenthood is pretty tough too. So it was just this this perfect storm for me. And, yeah, my mental health just sort of spiralled. And that's kind of where Motherland, the idea, was born. So having having been through all of that, where what, what does this win mean to you as Tasmanian Australian of the Year? It's just massive. It just gives such an enormous platform for us to continue to do our work. People are listening and I can be pretty yappy and pretty noisy. And I think that's really important, you know, like adversity fuels innovation. And I've I've lived this, I've really struggled. And sometimes I still struggle. Life's not all sunshine and roses. And this just gives us just the next level of, I guess, advocacy for people to start to take notice of what we do. I'd love to support rural dads as well down the track. That's on the horizon. But we just need to keep, um, I guess we need to raise some funds for Motherland. I've done this you know, on a shoestring budget, literally just me to begin with and now a tiny team. So, yeah, we just need to keep growing and I'm just so excited that, you know, people outside the rural sector are now being made aware of what we do. Of course, Lifeline is available if you need immediate support on 13 11 14. Steph Trithui, I'm so impressed by how open you are sharing your stories of this and obviously now it's on a national stage given you are the Tasmanian Australian of the Year. What happens from here for you? God, I've got no bloody idea. It's only just happened. Um, look, there's a big couple of days in Canberra in January in the lead up to Australia Day. And look, it's going to be a busy few months, but I'm so excited. And it really does mean a lot to represent Tassie. And I hope to do Tassie proud. It's um, I never thought I'd get here and be here. But yeah, it's funny how life works out. Steph Trithui, we are so happy and proud of you for being the Tasmanian Australian of the Year. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat to us here on Triple M. Thank you so much for having me, guys. That's the way you do it. It's the ultimate state showdown. Tassie Trivia. For creative homes, $50,000 first homes builders boost. Every single week we give away half a thousand dollars on trivia on Triple M Breakfast. We've got two players today who have never played before. Good morning, Naomi from Glenorchy. G'day there. What's happening in your world, Naomi? 
Oh, I've just got back from Sydney, Ooh. saw the Motley Crew concert, oh. and it was really good, yeah. How was it, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. Who supported them, Naomi? No one supported them. Um, Def Lib came on at 7pm, and then Motley came on at 9, so oh. it was well organised. <laughs> like clockwork, Naomi. It was indeed, yeah. Excellent. Highlights for you, what songs were your highlights? Um, I'd have to say girls, girls, girls. Of course, of course, <laughs> Naomi. Can you test your buzzer, please, Naomi? Naomi. Beautiful. <laughs> Cheryl from Mornington is your opponent. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. What's happening in your world, Cheryl? Uh, just doing school drop-off. Okay. And how many are you dropping off today, Cheryl? Um, three. Three. What are their names? <laughs> uh, Taylor, Garth and Jenna. Beautiful. And their ages, Cheryl, how old are they? 15, 14, and 13. Oh, wow. Teenagers. Mm. All teenagers. How do you juggle that, Cheryl? <sighs> I need a medal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might get 100 bucks with Tassie Trivia. Can you test your buzzer, please, Cheryl? Cheryl. Beautiful. All right, here we go. Three questions for you ladies. If you get two correct, you get 100 bucks cash thanks to Creative's $50,000 First Home Builders Boost on now by Creative Homes. Remember, if you buzz in before the answers, you need to give me the specific answer. You can't just say A or B. That is the Carly from Margate rule. Here we go. Question one. Which of the following is being announced as a potential Derwent River ferry site? Is it A, Old Beach, B, Kingston Beach? Cheryl. Cheryl? B. Correct. Kingston Beach is it. We had the... Minister for Infrastructure and Transport on the show talking about the Duant River Ferry Service a little early. You'll be able to catch up with that on the listener app. Question number two. Hobart is on par with which mainland location for the title of least affordable capital city for renters? Is it A, Sydney, B, Melbourne? Naomi. Naomi. B. Naomi. Unfortunately, incorrect. Cheryl, would you like to have a guess? A. <laughs> yes. Correct, Cheryl. It's Sydney. <laughs> and you... <laughs> that easy. It's that easy, Cheryl. You've won 100 bucks. And Naomi, I like you because you're having a little gig. <laughs> it was a guess, but it was a wrong guess. Better, oh, no. Naomi. That's all right. No, look, we love you anyway. Have a great day. You too. And good luck. I'm sure you're listening to girls, girls, girls all throughout the day. But Cheryl, 100 bucks is all yours, Cheryl. Oh, thank you. Now, you've got an option here, Cheryl. Are you going to take the money and run? Or are you going to come back and risk it for 200 bucks tomorrow? Well, I did ask the kids and they said that you're not too smart, so take the $100. Oh, that's a bit rude. They're a bit rough, aren't they, <laughs> Cheryl? So, nah. Nah. Well, you can make sure you take your 100 bucks and you treat yourself. And not yeah, the kids mate, after that well, comment. Maybe. No, I'll treat them at the Richmond Wallet Shop after. Oh, there you go, Cheryl. You have a great day. Thanks oh, to Naomi from Glenorchy. Cheryl's Thank 100 you. bucks the richer. Thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builders boost. On now by Creative Homes. It's Triple M Breakfast. Anyone who interacts with the show throughout the week in any way will get themselves a ticket in the meat tray. Or if you give us a call, one triple three five three, you get three tickets. Send us a picture message on the text line, you get two tickets, or just send us a regular old text on 04 for one ticket. Text chat. Yeah, it's so easy to get in touch with us, Hobart. You can text 
0488881073. I actually love getting pictures on Me the too. text How cool line is it? because we can see where you are. Send us a picture, 0488881073. Trish from Bridgewater says, Morning, guys. It's about time someone finally is taking it serious about running more ferries across the Derwent. But let's hope it's not going to take years to put it into place. This should be a priority at the moment, considering the major traffic issues we have in Hobart and Surrounds that we're dealing with every single day. This is an awesome idea. Look at how quickly it was all put into place when the bridge went down. So hopefully it won't take long to get the service up and running. Have a great day. Cheers as always. Trish in Bridgewater. Love it, Trish. Um, I think... I When I asked Minister Ferguson mm-hmm. about... How many ferries? How many extra ferries? Yeah. He didn't answer the question. No. And I don't... I'm just not... Uh, I'm just not sure that there's going to be enough to start with. But hopefully, because what I'm thinking, instead of direct services, I don't think we'll see like they run in Sydney, for instance. We won't see a Manly Ferry going from Circular Quay to Manly Ferry. We won't see someone a ferry going directly from... Um, Macquarie Point, let's yeah. say, or the Hobart Elizabeth Street Pier going direct to Kingston Beach and back every 40 minutes. I don't think we're going to see that. Yeah, well, you can have your say, Hobart, on this proposed plan at engage.stategrowth.tas.gov.au and consultation is open until Monday the 8th of Jan. So a little bit of time there to get your, your thoughts in. Yeah, I think what we'll see is something that goes from Wilkinson's Point across to this, across to that, mm-hmm. down to here, out to Kingston Beach, coming back up and doing a little bit of a zigzag across the Yeah. Drive. So it might be, in my mind, it might be a little bit time inefficient. Yeah, longer than taking the... Perhaps. And we're all time poor. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we see... Maybe we, Hopefully. Hopefully see we, we see some direct ferry services going from Hobart to Kingston Beach. Bang. Done. Mm-hmm. And if, if they can be consistent, more consistent than buses, people will probably use them. Trace in South Arm says, can we have a ferry to the South Arm Peninsula, please? There you go. That'd I'll be put, handy. I'll put that request forward for you, Trace, <laughs> to the Minister directly. And Ash in Claremont says, you dominated being MC at the WBBL last night, Tubes. That's very kind of you to say, Ash. Ash is part of the part of the <laughs> the trivia, trivia mafia from Claremont. <laughs> Good on you. You can text any time. David says, like to know when we can see the Tasman Bridge upgrade done. I think that'll happen. Okay. I think that'll happen once the Bridgewater Bridge uh, mm. is done. Yeah, once the Bridgewater Bridge first. is done, that's where we'll see it. You can text anytime, 0488881073. Send us a photo too via that number, 0488881073. Samantha from Midway Point has sent us a text on 0488881073. Securing yourself two tickets in the meat tray, it says, had to drive into the city today and park at the Domain, the last free parking near the city because I missed the one bus that comes to Midway Point at 8.05am. We need more buses. So we decided that Samantha would get an extra three tickets in the meat tray because we've given her a call on one triple three five three. Good morning, Samantha. Morning. So tell us your story. What's happened this morning? Uh, I just have an inability. My house is seven minutes from the bus stop, but for some reason I think it's five. <laughs> so when I leave with five minutes to go, I inevitably miss the bus both morning. We might be related, Samantha. I'm a bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Samantha, so you've had to drive into town because you've missed the one bus. 
Is that the only bus that goes from Midway into the city every day? No, there is another one at 7.05 and another one at 7.40, but they get in, like, way too early. Um, and then the next one after the 8.05 is 11. So oh, they're not, yeah. there's not a lot of options. Right. And it's a, it's a bus that costs $7.50. So it's oh. not cheap either compared to the metro buses because it's like a coaching service. Mm-hmm. Right. So what would you like to see, Samantha? Just more regular buses. From Midway Point at that time of around 8.15, I suppose. Yeah, the morning rush. I think there's so many people that would use it. There's so many people driving into the town just by themselves. Well, we talked today to the Infrastructure Minister, Michael Ferguson, who talked about doing ferries. Now, that doesn't help folks out at Midway Point or Sorrell, does it? No, not quite. might help the people in Dodgers, though, if it goes that far. Well, there you go. Samantha, always good to chat to you. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us on Triple M. No worries. Thank you so much. That's Samantha from Midway Point's perspective. You can give us yours, 488 or give us a call, one triple three five three. It could potentially help if with the free parking situation, though, if there was somewhere that people could drive a little bit closer so there's more free parking and then get the ferry over. Correct, Rhea. This is why we have you right here on Triple M. <laughs> <laughs> but you can have your say on the ferry stuff at engage.stategrowth.tas.gov.au. Triple Thanks for listening. Always good to hear from you, Hobart. We love it. Samantha was great, wasn't she? She was great. You can call just like Samantha, one triple three five three, or send us through a text, 488 and send us a picture message and you'll get two tickets in the meat tray. Love it. 488 We'll catch you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Treat, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Okay, bye. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M Breakfast.